Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Welcome to the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Your premium destination for all things gaming culture. We have the latest in gaming news, reviews of the hottest new games, discussion and analysis of the games of yesteryear. When you're short on time and need your gaming fix, look no further than the crew who know their master chief from their master sword. I love Halo. Your hosts, Joel, Simon, Casey, and Ferg. So toss a coin to your Witcher and answer that call of duty. It's time to level up. This is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Yes, driving through a dark and foreboding forest on our way to Hackett's Quarry Summer Camp before careening off the road into a poltergeist-infested forest. This is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. I am your host, Joel J.B. Fury Beauchene, and with us this week, as always, are the DG crew, starting with the PC gamer, the Sultan of Steam. He tells everyone he hails from somewhere called The Lands Between and insists on all members of the DG crew referring to him simply as Tarnished. It's <laughs> Fergus Fergamon Hamilton. Welcome to the show, Fergus. <laughs> <laughs> JB, how are you, mate? Great to be Very here. Very good. Thank you, Tarnished. Also <laughs> with us this week, we've got the gaming chef, the Earl of Emotional Damage. He's offered to insert objects into his urethral orifice for Nintendo of America's Doug Bowser's amusement in exchange for details on the successor to the <laughs> Nintendo Switch. It's Simon Steely McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, Steely. Thank you, JB. I, uh, Sharpies. Pens, um, USBs, uh, larger, maybe SD cards, entire drink bottles, you name it, I will put it in my bag and fly all the way to America um, just to talk to Doug Bowser about what's coming next, because I'm dying wow. to know, but I'll also put any sexual device up the eye of my dick as well for oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, hopefully the SD card is formatted for the Nintendo yeah, Switch uh, storage uh, <laughs> capability. It uh, is, it's ready to go. <laughs> finally, we have the Nintendo Queen, Pistol Pisty Pete, the Pissed, uh, waking up in the morning, <laughs> lovingly looking into the eyes of her Snorlax on her Pokemon <laughs> Sleep app. It's none other than Casey C. Mac McLaughlin. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Joel. I, I'm, I'm just going to be called Piss soon, aren't I? It's <laughs> getting abbreviated every week, isn't it? I it would just be P. Just P. P. Why not? Well, Pete. Uh, this week we're going to kick off with a little news from the director of Diablo 4, who says there's currently no plans for Xbox Games Pass as the beta approaches. So this news came from George Yang at IGN. So Activision Blizzard executive Rod Ferguson has confirmed that Diablo 4 will not launch on Xbox or PC Games Pass and encourages players to try out the early access beta this upcoming weekend. Now, this is a direct quote. It's awesome seeing the excitement around the Diablo 4 beta and our Wolfpack puppy. We've been getting some <laughs> questions about D4 on Games Pass, and I want to let you know we have no plans for that. 
Ferguson explained <laughs> on Twitter. See you in Sanctuary during the uncanny. beta early access weekend starting on March 17. <laughs> While some may have expected the game to launch on Microsoft's subscription, it also makes sense that it won't. All of Xbox's first-party games are put on the service on release day, but Microsoft's merger with Activision Blizzard still hasn't been officially approved in places like the EU. And as such, Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard isn't part of <laughs> Xbox's first-party lineup quite yet. Both Sony and Microsoft are still battling the merger out. Sony wants to stop the deal from going through, stating that the terms Microsoft offered for future Call of Duty releases on PlayStation would irreparably harm competition in the industry. Sony is also worried that Microsoft could sabotage Call of Duty on PlayStation by doing things like raising its price or only offering it on Game Pass. On the other hand... Microsoft has been trying to assuage regulators about their fears of anti-competitiveness. Microsoft signed a 10-year deal to bring Call of Duty games to Nintendo devices on the same day as Xbox and another 10-year deal to bring its PC games to NVIDIA's GeForce Now. Mm -hmm. So uh, <clears throat> what do we think about that? Do we think Sorry, this... Can you guys hear this? Can, can you hear it? Yeah. It's the it's the it's the wambulance. The wambulance <laughs> is coming, everybody. For for Sony. The wah. So sad. Get the fuck over it, Sony. I love you, but shit the bed. Get over it. Emotional damage. Well, oh, Judy, for Christ's sake, they're not taking your first like born and shitting to, on them. I feel like we need to just get a soundbite of you saying shit the bed. I know. You should record bed. you doing that. Ready? Yeah. Log it. Shit the bed. That was think, a bit too enthusiastic. I'll yeah. do it later. We really need to ham it up, put a bit of delay, a bit of reverb, bit of really, reverb. you know, jazz it up for radio. One of one of the these, JB, like, shit the bird. Like that. Yeah, with a bit of a bit of a record scratch at the end. Yeah. Shit shit the bed. Shit the barrel. So, uh, yeah, what are we what are we thinking? Do we think Diablo 4 not going to Games Pass? Do we think that that's maybe a sign of of things to come for Games Pass? Do we think that that's making Games Pass look like a bit more of a sketchier prospect for future releases? Nah. Nah. Oh, nah, says Ferg, nah. simply. Uh, nah. Nah. I mean, nah. Diablo, out of out of all of the games that they've released on Game Pass Day 1, yeah, nah. It's still overwhelmingly amazing value for money, Xbox, Microsoft Game Pass. Um, and just for our listeners, how much is one paying for Games Pass these days to, oh, to get uh, access to day one releases? Good question. I think, don't quote me on this, I think it might be, I think it's fractionally less than the PS Plus Deluxe tier or the premium tier, the highest one. I think it might be 150 bucks a year or something. Might be 12 bucks a month. What does that work out to be? 12 12s, yeah, about that much. 130, 150 bucks somewhere in there. Yeah, so yeah. still still pretty good value, but yeah. uh, I guess it's only good value as long as there's games to play on it. Yeah, this is true. Playing. And maybe just the fact that they haven't got this acquisition across the line in EU is the only reason it hasn't come on day one. Maybe if that was all squared away, it'd be on their day one to start off with. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
the people that are hanging out to play Diablo are going to probably just buy it anyway. Mm. So quite likely. So uh, C Mac, got a question for you. So oh, yeah. are you surprised that Activision Blizzard aren't releasing Diablo Four on Games Pass, given Microsoft trying to buy out their company? No. Well, <laughs> heard it here first. No, says uh, C Mac. Uh, Steely, say what? What about you, mate? Are you are you surprised by this move from uh, Activision Blizzard? No. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Don't uh, don't enter into a discussion about it or anything. I mean, you until they I'm not surprised. <clears throat> you know why I'm not surprised? Though, sorry, Ferg, to cut you off. I'm not surprised because anybody that really wants to play a Diablo game could go and play Diablo 3 on there right now. Why would they bother wanting to play Diablo 4? Who cares? <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, you raise Radio an interesting point. <laughs> you, you raise an interesting point because, uh, I mean, do we know what the enhancements of Diablo 4 are over Diablo 3? Uh, Why it, should I care? Is it simply oh, a reskin so of, uh, of the previous title or... Uh, are we looking at you think. know significant sort of upgrades here from uh, from what we've experienced previously? Time will tell. I'll be honest. I haven't followed it super closely between. I think I mentioned on the podcast a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about. I haven't. I played very little of Diablo three, so I haven't really put sunk a lot of hours into a Diablo game since I don't know the nineties, late nineties, early two thousands. When was Diablo two kicking around? That was the turn of the century so yeah that would have been probably late 90s i reckon probably 20 years out of the loop but um as you mentioned at the top <laughs> just a little bit as you mentioned off the top the uh the open beta is open this weekend for people that have pre-ordered the game and the following weekend being the 24th um it's available to everyone for free so yeah i'm gonna jump in next weekend and have a bit of a play and maybe i'll report back and see if there's hype warranted around Diablo 4 or whether it's, you know, from what I've seen, new gameplay, new trailers, it looks very similar to the Diablo people know and love. They're obviously not completely straying from the bread and butter and the crux of that whole series of games, but I'm sure they're they're bringing a different flavor. It's been, don't know off the top of my head, but it'd be a few years since Diablo 3's come out. That was a you know, in the time period of Xbox One and stuff like that, and it would have been out on PC before that. So that's going back. Shit, is we getting up to 10 years? Has it been out that long? Surely not, but it's been a while. But I don't know. Yeah. Got nothing to lose. I might jump in next weekend and I might yeah. report back. All right. Well, uh, we'll record that for uh, future posterity. <laughs> we'll, Ferg's going to uh, try out the Diablo 4 Early Access Beta, or sorry, the Open Beta when that goes live and... Report back to the Discerning Gamer podcast with his thoughts and first impressions. I might do the same if I've got uh, got time, but uh, we'll, we'll see how we go. And maybe Steely will as well. I'd love to hear Steely's unbiased thoughts on Diablo 4 beta. What do you reckon, yeah, well, Steely? Not only would, would I, I like to, pre- to hear it. Do I have to pre-order it? Do no, I, no. Do I have to pre-order it? or can no. I just? No, if you jump in from March 24th, you can get the open beta and not pay a cent. All right, you know what? Just to satisfy everyone's craving at home who's listening this and wants to know what my honest opinion of this <laughs> pile of shit game is, I will play it on what it was it again? March when? March the twenty fourth. 
I think 24, Last 25, 24. 26. That's going to be a sad day for me. All right, I'll do it then. I'll okay. Play. I will. You heard it here first. I'll we'll do it. Get, I'll play it. We'll get Steely's uh, impressions of yeah. it. He's... JB. Yeah, yeah. I will do it. I oh. will play it. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> I'm going to do it. That's fantastic. I'm looking forward to hearing <laughs> your thoughts on it. I wonder I'll if it'll. I, I wonder if it'll uh, turn you around on the uh, the the rather hard uh, judgment that you've been passing on <laughs> all of the Ablo. Mate, uh... Every now and then, I get a little bit lonely, and I'm something something looking in your eyes. Turn around. <laughs> I don't think it will though. Um, but I'll, I'll try. I'll tell you my honest opinion. Okay. All right. Nice. Heard it here first on the Descending Gamer podcast. Yeah. Uh, now, in further news, uh, I thought I'd uh, just throw this one out there. Discord voice chat is now available on PlayStation 5. So the long-awaited feature is now here. From Ryan Dinsdale and Matt Perslow at IGN, Discord voice chat is finally available to PlayStation 5 users, allowing them to share voice channel parties with users on PC, Xbox, and mobile. Revealed in a blog post... The cross-voice feature is available once users have linked their Discord and PlayStation accounts. This can be done by visiting the settings menu on Discord itself on PC or mobile, then selecting connections followed by PlayStation. Discord voice chat was originally released in PS5 beta, meaning it was available to select users who tested new features, but it is now available to all. So uh, do we think that uh, Discord voice chat is a feature that we might be exploring? Does anyone here use Discord? <laughs> I guess is well, the next question. I mean, <laughs> didn't we use it? I think we used it once while playing Fortnite, didn't we? I don't know. I, maybe. Or Splatoon? I've used Discord probably twice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I used it about two weeks ago because somebody was released a artificial intelligence art creator on it and I just wanted to see what fun things I could come up with. Um, I was pretty wrecked. But having said that, um, that's the last time I used it. And the time before that was when I was trying to get into the Splatoon World Championships. Um, that's right. About, oh, I want to say about eight years ago now. Um, so, no, couldn't give a fuck. Mm. I mean, <laughs> emotional damage. Oh, no. I mean, just as the PC gamer and the, uh, the DG crew, I mean, Discord's been around for... I mean, what I think it came out in 2016, 2017. I think it's been around for a while. So it's positively ancient now. Using it on PC, it's been the go-to voice chat thing for shit that long, eight years. So I use it regularly, and it really picks up the slack. Like you said, off the top, if you're if you're cross-playing with, um, you know, maybe PC to PlayStation to whatever, it gives you a a medium to voice together. And most games have got that already, but. There's been plenty of times where the voice stuff has broken down in video games, so it's good to have a have a, have a backup. So for those playing on PlayStation, they might be playing with PC players and stuff like that. I'm sure it'll get some use. Um, I think yeah. the only time I've uh, used Discord, uh, there was a, a short spill that I'm, I'm ashamed to uh, confess to where I was playing uh, State of Survival on uh, iOS and uh, the the people that you sort of form an alliance with wanted to do all their planning and, you know, raids and all that stuff over Discord. So there was a, an expectation there. If you were part of their alliance, you had to be on the Discord and mm. be across all the all the different things they were organising and everything. Yeah, it's it's used for super useful. I mean, if you've got a big group of players, 
they all might not be in the game, but it means you can still chat with your mates while they're playing. You might be doing something else. It's it's big with anyone that's ever played any kind of you know MMOs like Warcs, War, World of Warcraft, stuff like that, just to to plug in and chat with friends and and do all that stuff. So yeah, well, there'll there be there'll be people that's my using least it. Favorite part of gaming. <laughs> talking to real people. Thing is, yeah. Friends, gaming with friends. Don't talk to anyone. Don't talk to me. Turn off that mic. Don't want to hear you. Don't want to talk to you. Yeah, no. We, so, we, yeah. I love people. In the PC world, we also Sorry? use it. Me and um, friends, you know, you can play music and listen to music across Discord. Just, you know. Even with friends, Ferg. Even with friends, I don't want to talk to you <laughs> in my downtime. Ah, well. True, though. Really, really. <laughs> <laughs> based, quite time for me. based on the responses yeah, we've been thing. getting from you on the podcast tonight, it sounds like you don't want to talk to our listeners either. Uh, anyway, no, no in, Joss. That's fine. Oh, maybe well, we, we need to set that up. Maybe we need to allow DG... listeners to call yeah, in live. Talk to me. Yeah, the yeah. DG Crew Discord. Get the on d- air. The direct line to CMAC. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> that's, that's uh, I was just listening to when Pisty said that she fucking hates everyone. Um, do you hate me too? I really like the podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm dead. <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to throw over to you, Ferg, now for your three quick items of oh, yeah. news. Backed by uh, popular demand from last week. I'm just going to rip through a few bloody news headlines and. Jump in if you want to elaborate on them, but let's see how we go. Righto, bang, off the top, press start. Little game called Starfield. Guess what? It's been delayed again, but there's a new release date. So from press start, Bethesda Game Studios has announced that Starfield will now release on September the 6th, 2023 for Xbox Series X slash S and on PC. The game was originally supposed to launch in November 2022 before being delayed to the first half of 2023, but we'll have to wait just a little bit longer. It was also confirmed that we'll get an extended look at the game in the Xbox Bethesda Game Showcase, which is taking place on Monday, June the 12th. In a two-minute video that was posted on social media, Todd the God Howard said, we are so excited. I'm not going to put an accent on like you, JB. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, sorry mate. <laughs> sorry, that might, that might, have been, might have been offensive to our American listeners. Uh, uh, it's all good. Uh, Todd no, the you God know what How- I want to hear, Ferg, is I want to hear Christopher Walken doing Todd the God Howard. <laughs> Maybe that. Yeah, come on. Do it. I can't do oh, Christopher Walken. I'll get, I'll get Steely to do his new segment in Christopher Walken's accent. Um, Todd the God Howard said, We are so excited to finally tell you when Starfield is coming out this year. We have poured ourselves into this game, and even I'm surprised how much we can pour. We've poured ourselves into the game. (laughs) It's surprising how much we've got to pour. It is large. So there we go. Starfield, we're going to wait a little bit longer, but it's been, I don't know. Will How it be- long has it been? Has it been 20 years since new IP? So we can wait another six months. It's all will good. it be worth the wait is the question. It's the million-dollar question, JB. Time will tell. Mm. Righto. Oh, so- you see this guy? See this guy? <laughs> Number one bullshit guy. He do the wee-woo, wee-woo. Yeah. Yes. That was uh, a member of the audience uh, talking about Todd the God Howard. Uh, uh, anyway. No. Poor Todd. All right, moving on. Article from Polygon. Cities Skyline 2 launching later this year. So an article written by Owen S. Good. 
Um, reigning City Builder Supreme coming to PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. Um, anyone played the original City Skyline? No. Uh-huh. Can't say that oh, I, I have. downloaded it for Casey in, on the PS4, and she never fucking touched it. Oh, did well, you? Yeah, love you. Wow. <laughs> Fuck me. This Emotional is... damage! City Skyline is an absolute ripper. If you're... If you had any love for the SimCity games or SimCity builders like that, SimCity Skyline is unbelievable. Like, really, really good. Um, fan- mm. Fantastic. So, yeah, it's been a little while. I think that came out in 2015. So, so it's a, so a SimCity game. Essentially, yeah. You build a city, you do the same SimCity things, put in your roads. Um, I think at this point there's probably a dozen expansions, things like airports and different rail, and it's it's... It's fantastic. It's just, and it's so, what I loved about the original is it's so easy to build a city. Like, if you think the original SimCity game, everything was sort of real blocky. You could only make, you know, roads in straight lines. Here you've got full customization of making windy roads, bendy roads, and all sorts of stuff. And it's really easy to sort of just jump straight in and go nuts. So, highly recommend. But City Skyline 2, the sequel to Paradox Interactive's highly successful 2015 City Builder, is in development and coming soon, the publisher announced on Monday during a live stream showcase of coming attractions. News of the sequel headlined a presentation that included announcements for expansions and DLC for the Grand Strategy's mainstays, Crusader Kings 3 and Europa 4, and an all-new turn-based strategy game called the Lamp Lighters League. So, following that, a news release... Followed the show basically saying that it would allow players to develop municipal. Oh, what's that word? New. I don't even know what that word is. Municipal, probably. Yeah. Uh, I think, but it's got a, atalities on the end. Municipalities. Oh, okay. I don't know. I think that's a fancy <laughs> word for multiple cities <laughs> that grow from a humble village to a bustling metropolis. Complete. Compete. Complete with fully realized transport and economic Are you right, systems. Are you, I'm you, a, have, I'm, you having a stroke? Are you having a fucking stroke over there? That's Shit. it. If you're oh, listening man. to this, it'll just be like that. Beep. Oh. Technical <laughs> difficulties, and then we'll cue the elevator music, and then we'll come back with someone else's segment. Yeah, beautiful. So, City Skyline 2 will launch in 2023 for PS5, PC, Xbox Series X. Um, yeah, so. If you've played the original, second to, one's coming this year. You have to get it for me again, Simon. Yeah. Go on, go on, pick it up on PC. Um, I think I think it retails for about 50 bucks, but they always oh, no. have sales All gold on, is required. Um, I think the only unfortunate <laughs> with that game is, like a lot of the Paradox Interactive games, it's very much you buy the base game and then every six months there's like an expansion. So, you know, the game now is, like I said, I think there'd probably be about 12 ish different expansions if you want the full suite of stuff which it gets quite pricey um but that game's also got a fantastic sort of mod community as well so a lot of people doing some really cool stuff that obviously they give away for free that you can build in and and have a crack so yeah if you've got any interest in city building games city skylines unbelievable all right last piece of news for this week an article by michael mcwerter from polygon Suicide Squad killed the Justice League delayed again, but still planned for 2023. So the latest delay comes shortly after Rocksteady's gameplay reveal, which Steely talked about, when was that? Only two weeks ago, I think. So 
Rocksteady Studios' follow-up to the Batman Arkham series, The Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, won't make its previously announced May 26th release date, according to Bloomberg. Warner Brothers is reportedly delaying the game to sometime later this year, which follows a tepidly received gameplay reveal in February. Mm. Yeah, so that reveal shown during Sony's State of Play showcase dedicated to the Suicide Squad game highlighted the four-player co-op central to Kill the Justice League. Footage of Rocksteady's long-awaited title featured featured the game's cast of killers, Harley Quinn, King Shark, Captain Boomerang, and Deadshot, battling forces of Brainiac and the brainwashed members of the Justice League in a ruined metropolis. The cop gameplay smacked um, smacked of Destiny 2 and Anthem inserted to the Batman Arkham universe, but it was the live service trappings that appeared to have deflated Rocksteady fans who blanched at the game's cosmetic-packed battle pass, gear score menus, and shoot-and-loot mechanics. Um. Yeah, a fact from Rocksteady and Warner Brothers released after the gameplay revealed that Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League will require an online connection even when playing the game solo in single-player mode. So, Ooh, love um, that. Yeah, look, this, this hasn't been officially confirmed by Warner Brothers and Rocksteady, but some good sources, um, yeah. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is headed for PlayStation 5, PC, and Xbox Series X a little bit later on in the year. So, And also headed for the same score as Gotham Knights, it would seem. Mm. So it's a... Uh, Emotional <clears throat> damage! Interesting, that one. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and my sort of watching the state of play, looking at it, I'm like, yeah, that looks pretty cool, but... Then reading the news and looking a bit more into it and the, this the battle pass and the always online and just this sort of narrative which is now starting to play out. You And watching the gameplay again with that in the back of your mind, you're sort of looking at it and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, I can see how this is just going to be this big open world running around doing, you know, the, the story that made the, the Arkham games so good is I think is going to fall by the wayside in this one. Yeah, um, kind so. of stinks of uh, Marvel Avengers, the mm. uh, Crystal Dynamics uh, abortion that uh, we all uh, played a few years ago. So it's uh, L- losing a little bit of faith in this mm. one. But again, we'll we'll see. It's it's interesting that the delay you know, comes what two weeks after they showed it off. Again, it's not confirmed, but there's a lot of speculation. Well, look, we've got more backlash after the latest reveal. Maybe we need to go back to the drawing board, and that's the reason for the delay but i think they've come out and said look we just need more time to polish it but yeah we'll see yeah well. with a lot of um what we saw at that showcase i think uh, like i mentioned um on that show that we talked about it it found i found it really weird that every single character has guns um when they are superheroes or more like anti-heroes they're bad guys they should have other means of doing something you know that is more tailored to that character so you can pick a play style that works for what you want to do. And it just seemed like, you know, a little bit kind of pointless to have all those different characters if they're just going to have like a special that's tied to, you know, that that supervillain. You know what I mean? Like I just, I find it a little bit kind of, it, it just really feels a bit weak. And it's really sad as well because uh, coming off the back of, you know, the Arkham trilogy, uh, it just kind of feels like that this universe deserves a little bit better. And I just don't know where where this has gone wrong, but I also don't know how a delay is going to fix 
a lot of those issues because you can't fundamentally change gameplay at this point. So what are they, what are they going to do? Like I just don't understand. Well, but fuck yeah, all. I, I think know. is the the answer there, Steely. Um, so yeah, it's going to be uh, going to be yeah. an interesting one. Um, yeah. yeah, let's chuck it out there. Do we think they're going to go better than Gotham Knights? Sounds like. What was the Gotham Knights Metacritic oh, yes. score? 66, I believe. Oh, that's Gotham pretty Knights shit. Had. Surely they'll do better than that. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, yeah. yeah I, I reckon... 70. It'd have to be in the <laughs> 70s somewhere, I reckon. This is going to completely fuck our overs and unders from uh, previously. We thought it might have been uh, might have been a, a big uh, game for Rocksteady this year, but no, once I think, again, I think the, with live service. I think the problem will be what kind of game you're looking for if you're looking for a single player game that you can stop and start you know just plug in plug out as you want i don't think it's like the previous games this is not going to be in it i mean anything with a battle pass means you have to be consistently playing it to sort of keep grinding towards the end of it you have to be available to play with friends and stuff like that so if you you yeah, can you... be fucked doing all that. Like, I'm yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go and pay pay 100 bucks for a battle pass so I can get five new pairs of hot pants for uh, Harley Quinn, you know? Like... This is this is the thing with the battle pass, right? That it might cost, say, 20, 25 bucks, but it's an investment that you feel like you have to see the end of. Like, you don't pay $25 and then barely pay the game because you don't get your value out of your $25. So, And this is the problem. There's so many of them out there that I think people are, been a bit picky and a bit more choosy like that like oh well, i speak from my own point of view i don't have eight games that i'm playing regularly with eight battle passes going you sort of you might exactly you might play Fortnite for a few months and then when a new season comes around you might be like well i'll go and play you know warzone or cod or i might go and play halo but you don't play five of them at the same time and that's what they're dishing up it's another live service game which is going to compete against every other live service game and i think a lot of people are going to be like I just don't have the time to commit to something that I feel like I need to commit mm. to because of the battle pass and the live service aspects. So, mm. so many live yeah. service games have closed down in in the last I don't know six months and and just been pushed aside because it is just becoming so incredibly flooded with games like this where people are basically just trying to milk money and print it and then. You put it back up the cow's ass. It just doesn't work. Like it's it's something that I think is a great idea at the at the start of a free game, right? It was it was something that I think works well for something like Fortnite because it is at at essence a free experience. You can then pay if you want to have extra features, right? Whereas they're gonna ask me to put money into this game and then continuously put money into it month after month for bullshit. No. Oh, More gold shit, 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 the bed. <laughs> shit, wood. <laughs> Still trying to get it right. Yeah. yeah. We'll workshop that. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, yeah, it's an interesting... Maybe, it's yeah. all interesting points that, that, uh, that you make there, Steely. And uh, look, I mean, I've got my own feelings on live service. I mean, some of them have been hugely popular, but not every live service game that you pump out is going to be a Minecraft or a bloody... Uh, uh, Fortnite is it? Yeah. Mm. I think the other thing as well, what makes that universe so great, is the story, <clears throat> and it it'd be a shame mm-hmm. for that to get lost. You know, like you said, still games like Fortnite. I mean, there is 
they say they've got a story. They don't have a story. Just you don't play these games for the story. It's it's the looting and shooting. So yeah, there's so many op- opportunities yeah. to loot and shoot. Why would you pick this one over something else? Don't know. That's the decision that people have to make. I for mine, I would have much preferred to just play another single player. Really, you know, explore another part of the Batman universe, another story arc, and you know, it's the Suicide Squad tell a different, completely different story, and yeah, just really focus in on that good single player, maybe with co-op, co-op like they did with Gotham Knights, and just yeah, I don't know, get back to the basics of great storytelling, and yeah, what made the other games so great? But we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, here, here. Well, thanks very much for that, Ferg. Uh, that's. Yeah, that's some interesting, interesting mm. news. Re uh, the uh, the new Gotham Knights. Got to wait a bit more longer for it. <laughs> <laughs> the new Gotham Knights. All right, oh, uh, now boy. we'll throw over to you, Simon and Casey, for a bit of bit of news on uh, uh, from Nintendo stuff. <laughs> Nintendo. Wow, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Somebody read the notes before the show. Fuck. Sorry, I didn't want to give it away. Anyway, um, oh, that's okay. Um, no, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Welcome to Mario Kart. A deluxe booster course pack, Way Four. Yeah, yeah. That um released this week, along with eight tracks and Birdo's a playable racer. Everyone, this update <laughs> comes with a list of question marks. Yeah, fucking R&B horn for Birdo, the walking, talking blowjob. Um, so, <laughs> oh, uh, <God>. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, uh, this update comes with a list of question marks below uh, Birdo in the character select screen, suggesting more of Mario's friends will be joining the race before the end of the year. Um, fucking who would like you guys who? like to see in Mario Kart? A lot of people are saying that. Uh, well, no, that nothing's been announced yet. But um, a lot of people are saying they'd like to see Captain Falcon from F Zero in there. But personally, but personally, I'd like to see um Chris Pratt looking nervous at every Mario movie interview. Like whatever he says next will be judged harshly by fans. I think that'd be a sick <laughs> character. Or for a more, or for a more traditional character, I'd probably go for Pink Gold Metal Dry Bones Bowser as my pick. So, <laughs> um, yeah, classic, classic, classic Mario character. Because this is the fucking shit that they do. There's, have you seen the amount of metal characters in fucking Mario Kart Eight? Jesus, Metal uh. Mario, Metal Mario's dildo, Metal Mario's face, Pink Gold Peach, Pink Gold Peach in shorts. Fuck off. <laughs> Just give me, just give me the fucking, just give me a new character. Jesus. All right. So, so in all anyway. seriousness, though, right? If, yeah. And I can't even, I don't even remember <clears throat> how many fucking Mario Kart characters are on the roster now. I don't but there'd be uh, a few now. Is there a character that's glaringly mm. missing from the Mario universe that you'd like to see racing in a cart? What about that fucking penguin that, Look, uh, that you've returned the little baby penguin to in Mario 64? Yeah. Fuck oh, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. That, that'd be sick. The fucking, penguin should be in there. Fucking throw Cappy him in there. He should fucking be in there. What about Chain I'd Chomp? I'd love to see Cappy in there just driving. Chain Chomp. Cha- well, Chain Chomp. Yeah, maybe. So you just <laughs> drive along and give it a bit of a. <laughs> and it just jumps out and bites the fucking people next to you. A thwomp. Yeah. Yeah. Every time you're getting fucking. Yeah, they. That is a, that is a real one. What yeah. about the the yeah. thwomp dude that, that that's like a fucking brick with a band aid on his back? 
You know, the one from Mario yeah, 64? Yeah. yeah, but isn't... He's either Thwomp or Womp. Isn't... One of them. I thought the Thwomp was like the, the... Looked like the brick with all the fucking spikes on the outside and he fucking slides um... down from the, the... You know, in the fortresses. The well, he's fortresses. one of them. He's from the same family. He's he's fucking womp with a bloody back pain, isn't he? Yeah, he's okay. womp that just went to the chiropractor and shit went wrong. <laughs> he went to a cheap one down fucking bloody somewhere cheap. Yeah, thwomp, thwomp is the one with spikes. Wh- who's womp then? Fucking who cares? <laughs> I think I think they're I think all just the like, yeah the they're all the, yeah they're all the same brick just with a like <laughs> look, we are we are all the same deep down Joel why do you have to be so fucking racist about it <laughs> well <Yes>. you know <laughs> anyway moving on <laughs> moving on um listen to this move over valve Glo- go blow off some steam. There's a, <laughs> a, a new sheriff in town. Wow, That's that was right. that was a fucking oh, shoehorn if I ever heard it. Oh no, that's right, fuckers. The uh, the Ioneo <laughs> two is outpacing the Steam Deck with the reviews from critics in and sitting around a 9 out of 10 versus a 7 out of 10 for the Steam Deck. It's lighter, has more possibilities as far as being a portable handheld gaming PC is concerned, and that isn't tied to you know only the Steam's native library as well. And you can buy it at Big W, so it must be good. Well, um, you know, that's uh, always the way to tell of uh, <laughs> something's quality. So <laughs> fucking... Yeah. Can you buy it at Big W? Yeah. yeah, but seriously, um, Valve, the Steam Deck has barely fucking hit Australia yet. And there's already something better out there. It took a good five years for people to figure out how to make a portable PC after the success of Nintendo Switch. So here's what I have to say to Valve: You're basic. <laughs> but if you Hashtag shots Yeah, hashtag shots fired, hashtag cancel Steely McLaughlin, the guy's out of control. Hashtag fucking the Earls, Earls gets the girls. Hashtag <laughs> who's online wants to... Hashtag. Who's online and wants to... The ball is hard. Fucking Yeah, well, it's... <laughs> anyway, <well>. um... <laughs> The, the Ioneo 2 comes in at a whopping 2,099 clams. So yeah, fuck that. So now, uh, you know, for everyone playing at home, I've put together a list of everything you could buy for $2,099 right right now. All right. Um, so are you ready get. for this? Let's hear it. Yeah. Okay. So for $2,099, you can get either 200 cans of smoked herring, um, 130 <laughs> cans of Bossed Ice Coffee. Oh, yum. Yeah. Well, this is my favorite. Literally anything else. Not interested. Fucking go home. Don't give a fuck. I love that. Um, anyway. So rough tonight. <laughs> no, but what do you what do you think? What do you think, Ferg? 2.1k? Is that is that getting you wet? Would you buy an INEO for that? Or will you be waiting for the Steam Deck because it has the, you know the name Steam on it? Mm. What do you reckon? <clears throat> um it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. But again, if you look at the specs between the two different systems, the A and Neos kicks the shit out of the Steam Deck. Um, so you're obviously paying more for a better product, um, but it is a lot of money. But 
again, what what are we doing, Valve? There's something on the Australian market which is superior and it's available. What what's yeah. going on here? Like, oh, I think I think, I think Valve just hate <laughs> making money. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah. This Don't is know. my problem with Valve products. Everyone, every time that they are great as an idea, but Valve in its execution is not very good. We got the Steam thing where you connect it as a, it's meant to stream from your PC to the TV. It was shit. Mm. Didn't work. Got the Steam controller. It was shit. It was basically a piece of plastic with a microchip in it. It was really bad. That's basically every controller, but uh, it was not <laughs> not very good. Did not work very well. Um, mm. I just don't know if there's really a point in waiting for the Steam Deck when you could get this if you were really into this. Well, I think in... In all seriousness, though, I think <clears throat> I think the Steam Deck is probably going to win a lot of people over just because it's, A, going to be more affordable, as in it's probably going to retail about half as much as the AI Neo. And really, at this point, if you're looking at getting a Steam Deck, I'm assuming that it is just for the portability. You know, you've probably already got a PC. Mm. You might have another console. Spending an extra 1000 bucks on something which may have better graphics... I don't. It, in my opinion, I'd probably still would lean against towards the Steam Deck just because it's half as much, and I don't really care if it's not pumping out, you know, ten less frames a second. Because if I'm going to get one, it's not because I'm looking for something that's unbelievably, you know, high fidelity. I'm looking for something which is portable, which lets me take everything that I've already got on my PC and and go around. And I think. If I was to get one and use it, I don't think I'd be playing games like Cyberpunk 2077 on it because it's just going to chew the battery life. So I'd be using it to play more of the indie titles, you know, games that are probably not going to have an amazing, amazing, you know, graphical processing power and stuff. Um, so I think that's where the Steam Deck probably will keep a bit more relevant because it's obviously the price point. Um but again, if you if you want something which is unbelievable, yeah, there's an option available right now. And if the money thing is not as big of an issue, or maybe you don't have a PC and you want to get the best handheld device that you can, then yeah, it makes for a compelling argument getting one of these bad mm. boys. And everything I've read about it, um, reviews are amazing. So I don't think you can go wrong. Mm. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, everyone. Um, last but not least, I, uh, I I played five minutes of Metroid Prime Remastered last weekend, and uh, mm. here's my thoughts, everyone. Ten stars, five out of five. Boom. Well, nah, just kidding, guys. Nah, haven't haven't played enough to give it a score yet. Yeah, that was a really good, really that was, good that gag. Was that was terrible. good. I'm so glad everybody laughed at that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, but definitely excited to jump into that. So um, yeah, I'll have more impressions. On that in the coming weeks, still too busy playing Hogwarts Legacy, um, having my balls deep in Harry Potter again. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've definitely um, haven't played anything in the last month except for Harry Potter. Yes, I'm no longer mm. uh, balls deep, as you put it. I've uh, thoroughly extracted myself and moved on. I finished the finished the game. So, oh, you finished yeah, it? Nice. Yeah. Oh, yep. good job. Yeah, yeah. Only took took a little while. It's, it's still. Like, even after finishing the game, it says I'm only about twenty percent complete. So there's obviously yeah. a fair bit more shit going on that I haven't. Uh, Bloody fuck! Haven't How many hours fucking... you played? Oh, fuck! Can't even remember. 
Fair bit. 20 hours, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. That's what are we? on like 35, yeah, are we? 35 hours. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's a bit more than that. Yeah. I'd have to go and check. I think I'm at 35 as well. Yeah, we're just doing that. We're doing everything, though, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing all the side missions. I'm, I've done the, you know, every now and then I'll just go and do Merlin trials and stuff like that. I, I don't think I'll stick around to finish absolutely all of them, but I don't mind doing them. I'm just prolonging the experience. I'll probably get at least 50 hours out of it, I reckon. Well, it's funny, uh, you know, obviously off the back of what Steely's saying about the uh, Steam Deck, I, I did actually uh, call up Valve headquarters and ask to speak to the man himself, Gabe Newell, uh, about uh, what the go is with uh, the Steam Deck and its release in Australia, and uh, here's what he had to say. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Gabe. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, oh, Gabe's a horse. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> he's a horse, of course. <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> Maybe I could purchase him because uh, you killed my other horses. So, I'll, um, I'll purchase Gabe and I'll keep him in my personal collection of horses. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will. All right, well, that uh, brings us to our patented novelty segment for the week. So uh, here we go. I know what boys like. I know Fuck yeah. I know yeah, what guys. Boys like. Boys like. Boys like, boys like me. And R rated games. All right, so this week we're, we're actually going to uh, spin the wheels back and uh, touch on a, a novelty segment that we did all the way back in episode nine. So we're, uh, we're revisiting this idea, and this is gaming worlds we would like to visit in real life. Now, there's a, there's a veritable smorgasbord of games and, and gaming worlds that uh, we all might like to visit for various different reasons, and Without uh, going and mentioning the same ones from last time, we've come up with a new collection of games uh, with worlds we'd like to visit. We're going to start with uh, Steely, Simon Steely with Lachlan. What, what gaming world would you like to visit and why? Well, I tell you what, living in a modern world in the day-to-day can be rough, hard, tumble, fumble, everything. It can, it can make you hurt it can make you cry sometimes you just want to fly away to a far deserted island off in the distance somewhere and purchase a house off a fucking raccoon and his kids and (laughs) take it easy (laughs) in the world of animal crossing everyone animal crossing Deep in the wilderness, animal animals run a town, and a hedgehog has a clothes shop. Uh, anyway, that so um no, but seriously, um I'd love to go and just spend some time in the world of Animal Crossing. Are we talking just Animal like- Crossing Rego? Or are we talking Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival? <laughs> no, animal, <laughs> animal Crossing Rego, JB. Oh, Rego okay. Animal Crossing, not. What are you trying to say against the ego? I'm just saying if I was to go somewhere in real life, I wouldn't want to have to use a fucking toy to make myself move around the board. That's all I'm saying. Um, but the- If you go once your um, town is established and there's all the shops, or would you like to live there from the beginning where you have to build up 
I'd live there from the beginning, I think. Yeah. I wouldn't. Really? I want to catch fish from st- give it to no, bladders. Oh. Give it a bladder. Uh, Emotional <laughs> damage. Bit of, bit of ED from uh, from old Pisty. This is the thing, though, but like it's such a um, simplified world, you know. If I can sell apples for bells, and then I can use the bells to buy up, I can upgrade my tent into a home. Like it's just very simplified and relaxing, and it's not like you go to the world there. Well, <laughs> beautiful. I'd want to come back to my kids at some point. But um, having said that, you know, like I think that because of the the way that the modern world is structured, it's very hard to get by in the modern world. And if you you were to go to, um, you know, a humble island such as the island Animal Crossing New Horizons, you've got literally fucking nothing else to do but just establish the town, have a good time, relax, explore. Um, Fuck, I could terraform. How good would that be? <laughs> I could just, I could. Oh. What about fucking, the. Uh... I would sit there and I'd be like, oi, um, Cynthia, I want a fucking mountain over there. And she'd be like, yeah, done. Bang. Click. Yeah. Click of the so fingers, it... done. Terraforming and trading <laughs> your bell end for Cynthia. fucking supplies. What about the uh, the crippling That's debt? Pretty much like my normal life. The bells you owe. Crippling... Oh. You, you want a bridge? Yeah, that'll be this 8 million the... bells. Fuck. She's got to go catch a big fish. But that's that's cool. Yeah, I'd just go and do some fishing. I'd bloody I'd find some exotic fruits and sell it to somebody that wants it. I'd go to that fucking guy's creepy island and take photos for him, like (laughs) post people in wedding pictures. Um, Because there's a couple of my loves in there. I get to be a photographer. I'd get to play music with KK Slider at some point, Mm. or at least watch him live. Like watch a dog play guitar live. It's just like the world's (laughs) best Mm. concert on crack. When and you, then when you give the photos you know, to like, the old fella, he gives you a bit of sweet Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yum. <laughs> but the the only thing that I think terrifies me about that world is shaking trees and getting yeah, bees. Getting uh, scares the shit out of me. And um, it would be one thing I would avoid doing there. But I would love, I would just love, 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 even if it was just like. A week of real life, but a year of Animal Crossing life, if that makes sense. Like, if you could spend a year there, but only take a week off your real life, that would, I'd just, I'd be there. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Fucking, I could do a year here, I think. And then at the end of the year, week, you uh, know, Simo gives it a and bit. And then it's of... a week, and I'm like, oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! <laughs> Good job. I'm. My eyes! My I'm... Eyes! <laughs> <laughs> That's just when I look at the bees. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> Through a window. Yeah, uh, they freak me the fuck out because they will just fly under my T-shirt and sting me. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, like, you know, obviously this is if I didn't have children, I'd spend a year away. Um, or a wife. You know, no, but you, you could come with me. Oh, you right. fucking blood dare. You know, Jeez, you know who else could come? Bleep. I'm going to come. <laughs> Apparently I Donald Trump. Uh, oh. I'm going to come. <laughs> ah. it, it got it. Ferg thought it was so. Come on, yeah. I'm not. I'm not the only person that thought that that was Arnie. Um, so Donald Trump impersonating Arnie. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Could be. But yeah, yeah you nice. heard it here first. Animal Crossing. I'd love to go there. Yeah, hook me up. 
All right. Nice and relaxing experience, I think. I'd be there with you as well, I reckon, Steely. Yeah. All right. I, reckon, well, I love that. You can come with me. <laughs> I'll bet he can. Eh? <laughs> I love that. Uh, <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. I'll high five you if you do. Well. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh yeah. C Mac, where are you? Where are you wanting to visit? Yeah. Where do you want to go? Oh, oh man. Um, Simon actually gave me this idea this afternoon. I'd love to go to the world of Persona Five. PlayStation. Oh yeah, PlayStation Four. Um, uh, have you guys played it? Yeah, I've I've probably played about twenty hours. I really need to go back and finish it. Um, I remember. I think I bought. Oh, the, so do we. That's the story it, of our life. Might have been <laughs> like a game it. of the year edition or whatever edition came out at some point. I think yeah. it'd been out for a while, and then they had a bundle which had all the expansions. And I was like, I got to play this game because it's. You know, one of the best reviewed games for a long time. Mm. And I think I played 20, 25 hours, but never finished it. And I've always kicked myself that I haven't gone back and finished it. So I need to go and do that. Yeah. So for those listeners of it's, the Descending um, Gamer podcast, like myself, who haven't played Persona Five, <clears throat> talk us through talk us through what uh, what would make that world so oh, man. interesting to live in. What? Yeah, it's set in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um. So. That's it, pretty much. <laughs> that's why. Okay. That's it. No, yeah, it's yeah, it's um, yeah, set in Tokyo. It's a cartoon version of Tokyo, obviously, but just the whole atmosphere of the game is so warming and beautiful. Obviously, it's a very high-paced game with some of the stressful themes in the game and the battle techniques and all of that gets quite in the RPG elements get quite stressful, but just wandering around the streets of Tokyo, it's weird, eerily similar to to real Japan that we've been to. So, you know, you've got the, the subway, you got, you can just walk around and go into like a little um, coffee shop where they sell curry and it's got really lovely music and it's quiet and, even everyone's so polite to you. It's exactly like Japan. It was just so lovely and just walking through the streets and just actually seeing bits of Tokyo that we found familiar, you know, just the 7-Elevens and all sorts. Yeah, it's like walking through Tokyo in a dream, you know? Yeah. I don't know. There's something about it. And I think just the soundtrack of the game as well in those moments is is really lovely. Like I'd love to go there and just have that soundtrack playing. You know, when you walk, yeah, Yeah. just it it was just really lovely. And I think it just brought back because we haven't been there for so long. We really want to go back. And I think it just gives us that little bit of a nostalgia hit Mm. of of Japan because it really does capture Japan, doesn't it? Yeah. Walking down the street and seeing a bit of. Tell me what his power level is. (laughs) It's over (laughs) 9,000. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's that's what I imagine oh, yeah. Japan to be like. <laughs> that's Just, all they do, yeah. That's... Pretty much, but in Japanese, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> and what would that sound like, Simo? Go. Um, it would sound like, oh my god, I can't <laughs> believe the fucking power level on this guy. It's over nine thousand. Yeah. All right. Oh, shit. It's like Christopher Walken talking Japanese. <laughs> No, I don't, I don't want to do that. 
Okay. No And probably no butthole since this guy feeds on radiation. My radiation. But um yeah, I'd take my headphones out for that last bit. It always, always blows my drums. Yeah. Um, but oh, I can't. You've you've lost my train of thought now. But yeah, Persona Five. Yeah, Persona Five. Oh, I was going to say it's like it's embarrassing that we haven't really played much. We've probably played about what 15, 20 hours of it as we've, well. Same we finished like the first. No, the second. Part. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. So we really do. We we always talk about it, but I feel like it's such a complicated and complex game. Mm. <laughs> Well, yeah, I might have, have to go to, back. It's very like um, start from the beginning. Is it yeah. a PS Plus uh, title, Persona Five? I reckon. Yeah. I yeah, mean, there's a whole series out. of games. Yeah. At least some of them would be on there. But Persona Five is probably the best reviewed because I remember when the reviews are so. coming out. Mm. I was like, when I got my PlayStation, I was like, this is a must-have, and I really enjoyed it. I don't know. I think yeah. I might have got it around the same time as Red Dead Redemption Two came out, and I think yeah, I was right. playing it for a little bit, and then I put it down to go and play that, and I just never got back to it, but. Pro- just, yeah, the problem is mm. once you put it down, it kind mm. of it's very tricky to get back into. Mm. We've found that. We've tried to get back into it multiple times now and it just can't seem to get, get our heads around it, can we? Because yes. it demands a lot of you. I mean, it is an extremely good game, but it does demand a lot from the player in regards to you have to uh, go to classes in the daytime, like kind of like Hogwarts Legacy, but um, you actually do stuff in your classes. It's not just a fucking cut scene where Professor Garlic tells you to stop putting your dick in the, in the venomous <laughs> flytrap things. That's not happened. <laughs> no, what version you're playing? The perverted... The, the good version. The perverted version. Yeah, yeah. It, it, a bit of the old Chinese version. chomping oh, cabbage, okay. eh? It's worth checking out, JB. It's, yeah. it's, it's got... It's a classic JRPG. It's got the classic um, anime sort of appearance. And it's turn-based battle, but it's incredibly... Yeah layered which is where the complexity comes from but again like a lot of yeah. things japanese it's just they just have an, a new a unique of, way um, of storytelling and just yeah very thing- um very um the themes are quite yeah controversial as well very controversial mm. themes in it which sort of made me uncomfortable but it, oh. it, it, it's not, not a good when, way uh, but like it, it's yeah, it's uncomfortable. But yeah. um, I was just going to say, we all know what happens yeah. when a character in a video game makes uh, C Mac feel uncomfortable. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, they end up in the bloody ocean, <laughs> in the That's lost sand tossed ocean. Back of my car, or Trevor in the boot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks, yeah. thanks for that, C Mac. Yeah, but I tell you, for, uh, JB, if you ever go do play Persona Five, just Hang out in that fucking cafe where because the, the character lives there. Um, hang out in that cafe for like 15 minutes and don't tell me you want to go there and have a coffee and a curry because I want to go there. Oh, so bad. Yeah. Coffee and a curry. Yeah. There we go. Coffee and a curry, mate. Yeah. Makes me want to go and play Persona now. Get in there. I just checked. It's oh, uh, currently it. uh, 84.95. On the PlayStation Store, so not a freebie that one. I get the. I think it's called the. I think it's the Royal version or something is what you want to get as well. That's the one I've got, which has got all the the, add-ons and the more expensive version. Yeah, it's the premium package. I'm pretty sure it's a freebie. Yes, we'll like to upgrade to the premium package. Impressive cock. As uh, Steely's fact-checking as we speak. 
because I thought it was a free one as well, or some of them were. Maybe I've looked up the I'm wrong one. I'm pretty sure it is. Well, all right, uh, Ferg. Speaking of free games, where would you like to go and visit? Which gaming world? I've got two that I come up with this week, JB. Um, yeah. And I sort of thought a little bit outside the box. So try this on for size. See what you think. The first right. game I'm thinking of is Detroit Become Human. Well, and is it that you want to go and hang out in the house with the, the fucking father that's beating up beating his, on his kid? No. Beating up his kid and... Uh, no, JB. That's <laughs> not what I want to go there for. <laughs> all right, all right. Give all it right. to us. <laughs> so the first thing I thought when I played Detroit Human, which is actually a really enjoyable game, I actually really like that one, is the same setting, JB. I just thought we've just had a long weekend here in South Australia. I spent so much time cleaning the house. I was mowing the lawns. I was on the roof, emptying the gutters. I was pressure cleaning the bloody tiles at the back. The first time I played Detroit Become Humans, I thought, how great would it be to have basically a robot caretaker that just did all that shit? And then Let's, when you tell him that he's getting upgraded to a newer model, he yeah. shoots you and your wife and takes yeah, your yeah. kid out into a balcony threatening to throw himself off. This is before they start the three free thinking <laughs> process. I just imagine that. Imagine living in a world in maybe not the too distant future where you have an AI companion that goes around and basically does all the chores in the house, cooking, cleaning, gardening, everything. I'm all about that. So take me there. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I don't think anyone would complain with that kind of arrangement, so I wouldn't sure, mind. Sure, then they'd also have uh, AIs that can design you know, just... civil engineering projects. And... Oh, no. I'd be, I'd be out of... <laughs> I'd be, uh, yeah, on the street, unemployed. <laughs> Shit, yeah, I haven't thought about this. One of those people in the game that's sitting there with a sign, you know, will drop pants for food. Yeah, you know? that's it. Oh, man. <laughs> How you going, Krusty? <laughs> if you oh, take that literally, you just stand there and you're like, somebody goes, all right, drop them. And then you drop your pants and they go, all right, I'll go get you a hot dog. And then you come back and you've got your pants back up again. And they just give you the hot dog. Yeah, yeah. thanks for dropping your pants down. Mate. Yeah, no dramas. Thanks. Cheers. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> be able to make any money when old mate's yeah, over there cool. giving Fuck it away God, for I'm free. On fire. The old grey yeah. mare, she ain't what she used to be. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah, right. Classic. Um, <laughs> so anyway, but then I got thinking about it a bit more. So let's just rewind. These, the robot's not going to put me out of my job. They, they've, they're programmed to do mundane chores only, and that's it. That's the universe we're in. Sweet. We just we've all got one. And it does everything for you. Love that. But then I got thinking about this game. Can you imagine how interesting it would be? One of the things with Detroit Becomes Human is it's basically you... It's it's a choose-your-own-adventure kind of arrangement where you make decisions and things play out based on your decisions. And what this game done incredibly well versus other games that do similar things is a lot of it is time-based, which was something I cottoned onto very early on. Um, I think there was a free demo before it came out, which I played, which was the first mission. And I went through and I played it a certain way and things unhappened. And when I actually bought the full game and played it for the first time, I thought I'm going to do something completely different. And I think the first mission is you basically go to a crime scene and I think someone's threatening to basically, you know, commit suicide, jump off a building or something. And I was like, I want to see what happens if I just stand in the back of the room. And what makes the game so incredibly clever is that not only do you have to make decisions, but depending on how long you take to make decisions, that will also affect how the game um, plays out. 
And so what you end with at the end of a, say, a level or a mission is this really incredibly varied sort of tree of decisions which they sort of show and said, because you did this, this happened. If you did this, it would have gone a completely different way. So can you imagine living in a world where I think it would be interesting to be like, this is how that scene that you just went through or this whatever might have played out if you took a different sort of path. And if you lived in a world where you could go back and replay things, I think it would just be interesting to be like, oh, you know, this jerk just cut me off in the traffic. What would happen if I got out and just started an argument with him, got in a fight versus if I just stay in my car? And some replayability to just explore how your life would unfold if you made different decisions. I think that would be a super, Mm. super cool. But it might turn out to be a bit like the butterfly effect. You'd never quite be happy, so you'd always be going back and trying to redo things to have the perfect life. But anyway, I thought that was a pretty interesting concept for a a livable world that you could live and breathe in. Well, there you go. Um, (laughs) Did you guys play Detroit Becomes Human? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I played it all the way through to the end, but I got a fair way through it, so... Mm. Interesting game. Yeah, it's a cool game. Flawed in many different ways, but a very unique. The things that it did well did very well. Um, if you haven't played that game, go and check it out. I'm pretty sure that one is in the PS collection, PS it Plus collection. Certainly was. I'd... Yeah, if it still is, or it'd be in one of the the passes on Sony. So go and check it out if you're into. If that sounds of any interest to you. Right now, the other game I've got, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Okay. Right. I love <laughs> roller coasters. I love all of that stuff, you know, strapping yourself into something and just getting flung around at a million miles per hour. And Roller Coaster Tycoon, fantastic. What was great about that game is they had so many actual roller coasters from the Flag Six Parks or whatever they called all over America. You could, you know, create your own park and bring them all in. So that. Imagine bringing every all of the best roller coasters in existence into one game, including the roller coasters that you've made yourself, and just being able to go out there and just getting roller coasters and have a great time. Fucking epic, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be unbelievable for anyone who's into um, yeah, some extreme sort of stuff like that. I think that'd be the way to do it. And you know, if you that sounds like a fucking pineapple nightmare to me. <laughs> <laughs> Pineapple <laughs> nightmare. I can't bear roller coasters. You know what I don't like about roller coasters? The ones that go backwards. Oh, yeah. That's some fucking bullshit. I hate that. Mm. We went on a roller... We went on a roller coaster at bloody... Uh, what was it? Dream... What was it? Universal Studios in Japan. It was, a, it was a Harry Potter roller coaster. It was a hippogriff. Oh, it was mm. for children. It was for it? children, and I shat my pants. I think it went maybe a couple of kilometers over 20, and I just was like, nah, get me off this fucking thing. It was children. I'm about to fall out of this fucking carriage. I'm going to be a death story. <laughs> so, yeah, well, oh, maybe I won't ste- see Steely to... in my uh, themed park. But. No. You know what's great? If if you're feeling a little bit nauseous after a roller coaster ride, you can just vomit all over the path and have a janitor. Some some janitor would come along with his broom and sweep it up. Amazing, beautiful, best um, way to deal with spew. Yeah, so that's fantastic. Sweep it, yeah, right. (laughs) Just broom it into thin air. Sweep it with a dry broom, (laughs) (laughs) and then it's problem solved. And I mean, the other thing I love about it doesn't seem to be getting rid of the vomit. It's just 
It's just pushing it into the pavement. <laughs> Keep sweeping, you little fucker. <laughs> I gave you the broom. Sweep. There's going to be something else better for this. Maybe a pressure washer or something. No, sweep it, you piece of shit. Then uh, <laughs> I want to vomit do, on my roller coaster. Got to do a bit of maintenance and just walk up to the machine, hammer it a few times. You'd be right. Yep. Bang. Okay, Away we go again. Yeah. And then if you're really sort of, uh, you know, about wanted to be a bad person, you could use the little the picking up tool. You could play God. You could pick up the people in your theme park and drop them off different ledges and stuff. Yeah. Wow! Well, that's Holy that sounds amazing. Fuck. I'd love it's it. If, taking my fear of, of roller coasters to a new level. The fucking hand of God reached down and picked me up in a theme park and threw me off a ledge somewhere. <laughs> amazing. I don't know if it was this case in uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon, but I know it was definitely the case in uh, the old uh, theme park games. But you could always crank up the level of salt on the fries, which would then make the guests really thirsty and then you'd sell heaps of drinks Did, yeah. could you do that and you you obviously load the drinks up with ice so they have to buy like eight <laughs> drinks to fucking get I don't any think, sort of moisture yeah i don't think the og um roller coaster tycoon had that kind of level of uh whatever but boy oh boy i mean if you if you're going to go to my world and you weren't if you like steel you weren't that interested in getting on the uh the rides per se talk about you spoil for choice in for food in this place I don't know if you guys remember the amount of different stalls you could have in your theme park, but here's just a few off the top of my head. You're feeling a bit hungry? Let's go to the beef noodle stall. Let's go to the chip stall, the coffee shop, the cookie shop, the chicken nugget stall, the donut, sh- donut shop, the drink stall, the fried chicken stall, the fried rice noodle stall, the fruity ice stall, the funnel cake shop, the... The hot chocolate stall, the hot dog stall, the ice cream cone stall, ice tea stall, the lemonade hell. stand, the meatball soup stall, Neptune's seafood stall, pizza stall, popcorn stall, pretzel stall. How about the roast sausage stall? You still hungry? How about the soybean milk stall? Small lineup for that one. How about the star fruit drink stall, the sub sandwich <laughs> stall, the uh, the toffee apple stall, just to name a few. You just, <laughs> mate, you just be able to eat yourself into oblivion. And then, like I said, throw yeah, up on the park. Fucking, and- come on. Surely they could. <laughs> Surely they couldn't have put some of these fucking ideas for different stalls into just one shop. Like the the chicken nugget stall and the fried chicken stall, couldn't they just have gone and maybe just joined forces? Because it seems like a bit of a waste of time for me to go, oh, I really feel like a chicken nugget, but I also feel like a piece of like, you know, chicken thigh coated in fucking buttermilk and 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 dredged in a nice eleven herbs and spices flour. But I've got to walk two hundred fucking meters to get to it. Like when I could have just gotten it from the same chicken shop <laughs> if they just talked to each other. These fucking idiots. Like you know. And then, wow. Oh, now I'm gonna go. Emotional damage. But now I've got my fucking hot dog. Now I have to go another 200 meters to go get a fucking iced tea um, just to vomit it all up again because Ferg's forced me to go on a bloody roller coaster because he said, well, Simo, I've known you for as long as you can remember feelings almost uh, from high school until now. And I'd be very, very upset if you didn't get on a roller coaster so can you fucking do it and then i have to do it because he's made me feel bad and then i just vomited all back up again but i've spent half my day walking to each of these shops it just seems pointless seems backwards to me oh, i just couldn't do it so still not coming all right okay how good a, okay how good a mates we are uh i love you i love you like a brother <laughs> 
but I'm not going to that fucking hellhole that you call Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> Sounds like an absolute mess. Oh, uh, well, I might be living there by myself by the sounds of things. Yeah. I'm happy with that. All right, well, thanks for that, Ferg, about uh, <laughs> Detroit Become Human and Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> sounds amazing. So I, I had a think about, about this one and uh, what I came up with, I'll, I'll give, you, give you a little bit of a clue uh, as to what game I'm thinking of. Wake up, Mommy. I just pissed the bed. Oh, I know why Ferg, I know I know why JB wants to go here so he can pick his doodle size. <laughs> well, That's it. Uh, you know, Rocker Manjana. It might might be nice to take a few inches off the end, uh, you know, and I could get around like everyone else, but uh, no, uh what what I'm thinking obviously uh, Night City from Cyberpunk 2077. So I'm thinking uh, there's a few aspects of uh, cyberpunk that I think would be would be pretty cool. So first of all, being able to access the cybernetic enhancements from the you know from things like the optical camo, which makes you invisible for you know a short duration of time, to the mantis blades, which emerge from your arms and slice people <laughs> to smithereens. <laughs> you know that might be uh, might be a handy feature, especially. Yeah. Uh, in a, a road rage situation mm. like you were uh, describing before. Wow. <laughs> uh, so the next thing was uh, the cars in Cyberpunk 2077 are pretty amazing. And even like the motorbikes, you can simply call them on your phone and they simply drive to your location, pull up next to you, stop, you just hop on and off you go. I mean, uh, I think it's when you get um, Jackie Wells' uh, motorbike, mm. I ended up, you know, calling that most of the time to get around the place, and it was fucking sick. Um, so that that's a cool thing. Uh, being able to rent vehicles like the AI-driven taxis from Delamain and being able to purchase the upgraded Excelsior package, which includes the standard service package plus complete health coverage, active passenger medical scanning, combat mode, and free corpse disposal in the event of the client's death. So... Uh, I mean, that's pretty handy mm. you know, if you're getting around in a taxi and you, mm. one of your passengers just happens to die and old Delamain will fucking yeah. fuck him off for you for free. Easy. All-inclusive. Yeah. What a service. Yeah. Well, tell me about it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, for those in the corpo world, uh, a subscription to uh, Trauma Team's mm. premium insurance packages. Uh, you've got the, uh, the silver, gold, and platinum tiers and... Uh, with the Platinum Package, uh, it includes 24-7 monitoring, emergency patient transport, surgery and nanosurgery, post-trauma rehabilitation, plastic surgery on demand, free checkups with the client's Ripper doc, uh, 90% discount on prescriptions, <laughs> which is amazing, and a three-minute response That's time. That's a big discount. So someone, someone uh, injures you within three minutes, bang, you got the uh, trauma team on site. Uh, stitching you up. No ramping in Cyberpunk 2077. From yeah, wouldn't well, that be fucking nice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's, here's, here's to ambulance ramping. Yeah. I'm with See you, Peter Mellon up. <laughs> so, that. I mean, th I'm sure that there's more that people can come up with, but, uh, I mean, you, Simo, you can't mean to tell me that uh, a few of the cybernetic implants from the uh, Cyberpunk world wouldn't be... Uh, 
you know, uh, interesting to to have installed in the old, uh, you know, in the old system there. What do you reckon? No? Look, <laughs> I would rather... Mm-hmm. I would rather put a fucking Japanese <laughs> chef knife <laughs> under Sorry. my foreskin, peel it off myself and sell it on the black market to people that like... There's people now that apparently put foreskins for skin treatment on... Oh. Why do you know this? Stop. Put it on a YouTube video. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> um, I'd rather do that and then piece... Okay, all right. So no. Then fucking spend any time in the world of Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> purely because I don't want to give um, City Project Red the satisfaction of me wanting to spend time there. Um, and also because, um, I mean, the only reason why I would go there is to change my PP size. <laughs> uh, just a little bit. Yeah. Well... Thanks for that, and it's uh, it's it's always nice to know that our our listeners uh, are learning new facts from uh, the discerning gamer. Not not only about video games, but about the black market for foreskin. So uh, thank you for uh, enlightening all. Apparently, of us. it's not a black market. I don't know. It's about stem cell research. I don't yeah, know. Okay. So I don't know. I saw a video about it. It popped up. I don't know. The algorithm does a weird and wonderful thing sometimes. On on. I don't know if it was that or Snapchat, something. I started somewhere and it was really weird. Snapchat. I bet that's, I'm that's just thinking, legit. you know, what if I ever get desperate and I need to make a buck? I'll do it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe we need to suggest a Snapchat less less foreskin in the algorithm uh, would probably be a good idea. What about you, Ferg? What, um, what, what, I don't know. What, uh, what would you uh, like to to sort of experience in real life from the Cyberpunk 2077 universe? Do you think? Of all the things you've already mentioned, JB, I'm I'm with you. Imagine having that Delamain service, just being able to just hit a button on your phone, this taxi service on demand. You can just jump in, don't have to worry about driving someone or drive you. Yeah, fantastic. The uh the medical what are they called, the bloody that it'd be unbelievable for, you know, maybe not sort of life threatening things, but just anything. Oh, I've cut myself, someone come in, band aid, yeah. boom, way to go. I've rolled my ankle, get me going. But as far as cybernetics, look, if I lived in this world, I wouldn't be interested in bloody blades for hands or being able to fucking punch someone 500 metres. What about some everyday stuff? That's where I'm going. How about how about some just some memory enhancement stuff? The ability to, you know, not forget an anniversary. Remember that it's bloody midnight on Monday. Something just yeah, well. things you don't, ref- you know, just an ability to retain information, not forget it. I'd love the ability to be able to learn things quicker and retain information. That'd be good. Mm. Um, what else would I like? What about a bit of nanowire action uh, where you can sort of whip the, the one molecule <laughs> wide nanowire and just slice, slice shit into, <laughs> into fucking tiny pieces? I don't know. Maybe that'd be useful in the kitchen, surely. <laughs> yeah, a bit of road rage action, yeah. you reckon? Yeah. Give someone a bit of nanowire what? behind the wheel, you reckon? <laughs> It just seems dangerous, right? <laughs> it's just a little too dangerous for me. I don't. I'm not a danger man. I don't like roller coasters. Well, I wouldn't want to live in that world. It's too fucking dangerous. Like, give me Animal Crossing any day of the week. Just saying. Well, fair enough. There it is. What about you, JB? What uh, cybernetic implants would you be looking for? Oh, you know the usual. 
yeah, sort of cock, nuts, mm. um, yeah, maybe a maybe a bleached anus. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you need an implant in your head to get that done. Do you? you can go and get that done probably. <laughs> Why would I do that 24/7? in the real world yeah. today, Joel? <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, I might check that out. <laughs> you can. You can go to any disrespecting or respecting, uh, you know, waxing institute, whatever they're called, and you could do that today. Oh, well, see if we you don't can. have to go there. See if we can get them to bleach it and then throw some mantis blades in or something. Yeah, you know? why not? Two for one. Yeah, maybe a bit of nano wire that shoots out the eye of my dick or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. On that note, uh, <laughs> that brings us to the end of the Discerning Gamer podcast for another week. I'd like to thank, in no particular order, the um, DG crew, starting with Fergus Fergamon Hamilton. Thank you, Ferg. Thanks, JB. Always a pleasure, mate. And uh, Casey C. Mac, Pistol Pete, Pisty oh. the Pist, McLaughlin. P. 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 Thank you very much for having me, everyone. It was fun. And uh, last but not least, of course, uh, the <laughs> Earl himself, E.D., Simon Steely <laughs> McLaughlin. Yeah, they call me E.D., Emergency Department, Earl of Emotional Damage Compartment. Everybody come up in my grill. Want to get on the discerning game and we're a thrill. There you go. It's a bit of a wrap for everyone nice. there. And if you want to get in touch Straight with the, the top of my dime. if you want to get in touch with us here at the Descending Gamer, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of those places. Send us something. Send us anything. We'll mention you on the podcast. Send us something, please. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week. Like, we're in the yellow pages. <laughs> Look us up in the yellow pages. I bet you'll find us there under the bloody, under the ads in the, in the, in the